Are you ready for a little R&R? Well, welcome to the Roots and Reasons podcast, brought to you by Southern Roots Outdoors, where we talk about all things outdoors and the reasons we love what we do. From outdoor products to icons in the industry, we cover them all. We believe in God, family, and the outdoors in that order. So sit back and enjoy the show. I love it when a plan comes together. Another big plan in the Southland. Welcome back to Roots and Reasons podcast brought to you by Southern Roots Outdoors. I'm your host, Sean Ball, with uh, co-host Butsy Coates and Matt Rivette. Guys, how y'all doing today? Doing good. How y'all doing this evening? I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, Matt. Thanks for asking, Butsy. You didn't have to ask how I was doing. It's okay. (laughs) It's quite all right. What's been going on this week, guys? It's it's springtime, man. What's been going on? Springtime, sun shining, weather's great. Uh, Yeah. No rain, so that's always a good thing. Finally. Drying up, finally. Finally. It's about time. All of us are pretty busy out there during the week, and uh, it's it's been good. God's been good, I'm going to tell you. God's been good this week. It, he's good every week, but this week's been really busy. Um, Been enjoying it, you know. Uh, Butsy, how was hunting season for you, man? How, how did, uh, you know, turkey season's winding up, but <laughs> Butsy's not a turkey hunter. I see? am not a turkey Butsy, hunter. Butsy, uh, he's – He's mentioned trying to go one time this year, but I think somebody beat him to the punch on the bird that he had that, zoned in true. on. I mean, but, uh, uh, I'm 6'3", 300 pounds. I'm not meant to be tromping through the woods in springtime. Man, it's a whole different style of turkey hunting for yeah. people like you. Yeah. <laughs> you so. know? Uh, Matt, what about you? How was how was your deer season? Uh, it wasn't bad. No? wasn't bad at all. Y'all had some um, we had some, some early pretty season early success. season, very uh, memorable, something that will be forget forgotten, rather, so. It, yeah, and then after that, it just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, typical Louisiana hunting. Mm-hmm. Typical Matt Revet season. Oh, Matt Revet <laughs> hunting, huh? Butsy, you went to uh, you went out of state on a hunt this year. I did. I went to Kentucky on a bow hunt, early season bow hunt, and um, wasn't what I was expecting. No, no, not at all. Yeah, um, just, you know, I ended up going to the same place that Butsy went to, and. Uh, I didn't believe it because I don't believe half of what Butsy tells me sometimes. So I'm gonna go see for myself. But Butsy was telling me the truth. It really wasn't what was um, in the eye of the beholder before now, we I, left. I did see some good deer. Yeah, on the way, on the ride, on or, the way there, on the way home, on yeah. the other guy's property. Yeah, you know, yeah, stuff so. like that. Well, um, you know, it's funny you say that. Brings us to uh, to our guest today. We are here with Miss Paige Irwin with 2B Outdoors. And uh, Miss Paige, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing good. Thanks for being on with us. Um, Thank you. 2B Outdoors. So tell us a little bit about, or tell us all you want to tell us about 2B Outdoors and uh, how maybe it got started. What do y'all do? And and we'll take the show from there. Yeah, so kind of what you mentioned before about your bad hunting experiences, kind of in theory how 2B began. Um, So, you know, the original CEO of the company, Brian, um, he had a lot of people coming to him, you know, complaining that they went on this hunt and spent a bunch of money. You know, they got there. There was nothing like they described. Nobody was there to help them. Nobody to guide them. The land they were on wasn't even legal to hunt on, et cetera, et cetera. And the list just goes on and on. Um, so that's when Brian really put his head together and created 2B. Um, so what we do, our service is free to all clients. Um, say, for instance, you guys want to go on an elk hunt or want to go duck hunting, fishing, whatever, you name it. 
Uh, we have outfitters in pretty much every single state in the United States. Uh, every one of them is vetted. We have personally each one been on site. Uh, you know what you're getting. Um, so we sell you a hunt. It is exactly what you're getting. There's somebody there to help you, either A, to pick you up from the airport, to bring you to where you need to go. If it's guided, the guide's there with you. So there's no scams. It's pretty much straightforward. And yes, you can say we are the broker for hunts. Um, we're not going to sell you something that we wouldn't go to ourselves. So, you know, every outfitter is accredible. Um you know, they have to pass background checks and the sites have been vetted as far as where you stay, meals, et cetera. We have a checklist that we go through for each person. So that's kind of how the hunting side of 2B got created. And then also we kind of branched off. We have two parts. We also have a product side um, where we sell anything hunting related from minerals, hunting stands, trees, uh, seed, uh, shooting houses, feeders, you know, anything you can think of, we're a one-stop shop. And one really cool thing about us, you can contact us and all these products can be shipped directly A, to your house or to your property, wherever you want it to go. You really don't even have to step, you don't have to step foot and, um, you know, where, um, a retail place. Um, we have all the information that you need and can be delivered straight to you. Wow. So you're you're the Amazon of the outdoor world. Exactly. That's the exactly Amazon what I was of the thinking outdoor too. World. That's, that's right. exactly what That's exactly what I was awesome. fixing to say. We'll see some vans running around with two B outdoors <laughs> on pretty soon. So yeah. um, so Brian, going back to Brian, you said that he had people coming to him asking him or telling him their experience or something like that. What kind of I guess role did Brian play in the outdoor industry for people to confide in him and yeah. his services? So great question. So Brian is actually the director of Whitetails Unlimited. So he has a very large platform and has, you know, contacts all over. And, you know, people were coming to him constantly like, hey, I went on this hunt. And, you know, this is what happened to me. You know, wasted all this money. Or on the flip side, people were asking him, hey, look, I want to go kill a mule deer. Do you know anybody I can contact? Where to go? Somebody you would recommend? And that's where he really kind of put his brain together and where 2B was created and formed. And, you know, he had all these great contacts with outfitters and that's how he created the concept, you know, coming through us, you know, you're not getting scammed, you know, where we tell you, you know, the package we tell you about, you know, you're going mule deer hunting for five days at this location, you know, you're not going to get arrested for being on someone's land or that you're not going to see something. But so, did you get arrested on someone's <laughs> land? No, sir. No? Okay. I've never been arrested. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I guess going back to our experience, you know, I, I've been in Missouri several times. And uh, I guess you could say the first year I went, I got lucky. Um, killed a pretty good deer the first year I went, but revisited that same outfitter and uh, – and, you know, so I guess where I'm going with this is some outfitters, in my experience, will have like a 140-inch minimum. Mm -hmm. And then you go there and, you know, um, the, the place I went to in Missouri, I went two years after the year that I had harvested that pretty good deer. And he was a 140-inch deer. But then you start doing some... I guess running your cameras and stuff like that. And you realize that on this farm is 140 inch minimum, but there might be three deer on the whole farm. Right. that's 140 inches or better. So in that, in that aspect, your chances are 
not so good if you're on a three-day hunt. Pretty slim to none. Right. So with with 2B Outdoors, that's where y'all come in and say, hey, we've done a lot of the homework. If you're looking for a 140-inch deer or better, this place would be the place for you to go. Or if you're good with a 130-inch deer, this place would be a better place as far as success rate. Is that correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, kind of our motto, we don't promise unrealistic expectations, but however, you know, we do promise that you will be hunting with vetted outfitters where we've personally been, that we've interviewed, and they've passed background checks, and you know what you're getting when you get there. You know, there's no question about it. Um, You know, pictures that we send you, they are legitimately from the property that it's not some pictures that you know someone has gotten off the internet that have scanned you etc you know what we're showing you is what's physically there yeah well well, Paige, it's funny you say that because that's exactly what happened to me on my kentucky man i had some great pictures for six months being sent to me before i left for my hunt and got up there and never saw any of those deer in the woods That'll make you sick. Then Sean went, and he just happened to pull out the pictures and showed one of the guides. And the guide was like, where'd you get these pictures from? I run all the cameras on this place, and none of those pictures are from this place. Oh, no. So that's the problem we ran into there. Yeah, among a few other problems, too. But um, that was the main thing when you're hunting what we call ghost deer. I mean, (laughs) they're just not there. You know, they just don't exist. That's and, right. Um, you know, a guy tells you he's got 5,000 acres to hunt, but 4,500 of those acres is dirt that was right. harvested, and there's nothing there. Um, Non-huntable land, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. if a deer yeah. runs across it, it's, you know, what would it, why? You know, so why? with that being said, <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, Something like with y'all offer is definitely, especially to a person that's new to hunting, wants to go on a trip, or um, is just, you know, they may not even be new to hunting, but they want to go on a trip out of state, which would be new to them. They've been hunting here at home, but want to go somewhere else and don't know where to start. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have a wide variety of options, and it's really what what we're known for. And, you know, we even do things overseas. Um, we have hunts actually in Africa that we sell, um, vetted people that we have actually been. And they say it's a trip of a lifetime. I personally have not been, but several people in the company have. And, you know, we have all the contacts and we're here to make you have the best adventure that you can possibly have. And, you know, that's basically, that is what to be was created on, you know, the foundation of it. We were tired of seeing people get scammed, you know, going to hunt something that wasn't realistically there. Um, being on land that wasn't even illegal to hunt on, et cetera, et cetera. And the list kind of goes on. And that's the foundation of 2B and how it became what it is today. So Paige, one other question we have. How long has DB been doing this? Um, That is a good question. I, I would have to confirm with Brian. I believe it started roughly, I want to say 2008 or 2009. Um, but he formed it. Uh, it was kind of a spinoff of White Tails Unlimited because, like I said, Brian has been the director for quite some time of White Tails Unlimited, and um, he just had people constantly bombarding him and asking, you know, questions, you know, being on that type of platform, where to go, who can I call? Um, so it's been in the it's been uh, created for quite some time. It's just slowly grown and grown and grown to what you see it today. 
So he's by far no rookie at any of this. No, not at all. Not his first rodeo, not at all. Well, let's move over to the, um, I guess, the bi- biologist part, what, what your background is in and, uh, you know, land management and wildlife mm-hmm. management and so on and so forth. Um, you said you graduated from LSU? Yeah, that's correct. So I graduated from LSU. That's a good um, choice. My- Go Tigers. That's right. So my degree is in long word, but natural resource and ecology and management, which is short for land management, wildlife biology. So we really focus on habitat management. Um, you control your habitat. Um, it's how you produce what you need to grow either a turkey, you know, increase your turkey habitat antler size, et cetera. It's all about land management. Um, but I've worked on the federal side and I worked for the state for quite some time as well. For the state of? Louisiana. Okay. okay. Yeah. So can a person, I guess, that has a track of land, do you go out and would you go out and look at their land and help them? Is that something that you offer or is that something that um, that you would refer somebody to, to do that? Like if I own a piece of land and want to get somebody out there to look at it and say, hey, what can I do to make this land better for the habitat, you know, for the animals? Yeah, so currently I'm not a biologist, but um, I do give advice, but absolutely, you know, that is what we do. We come out to your property. um, We see what you're working with. You know, everybody has these great ideas and wanting to plant things, you know, plant trees, plant food plots, which is all great. Um, But the basis of that comes from your soil. I always recommend, you know, take a soil sample. Don't waste your time planting things if your soil's not right. Um, take a soil sample. The best times usually to take soil samples are spring and fall. Um, and then go from there. You know, sometimes you got to balance out your soil and get the right fertilizers you need. It doesn't do you any good to plant anything and then your trees die or your food plot doesn't grow. Um, so I always recommend that step first. But yeah, we will come out and give you advice. You know, there are tons of options, um, just kind of the three off the bat. Uh, clear cutting, uh, selective cuts, and prescribed burns. Um, and they all have their pros and cons, but um, these are yes, all great. Ha- yeah, <laughs> they're all great habitat management to achieve the goals that you're looking for. And, um, you know, as a biologist, we always kind of, we always keep in mind of what is your end goal at the end of the day? Like, what are you wanting to accomplish? And then we kind of formulate a game plan with your land and what we're going to attack first to, you know, accomplish what you're wanting out of your property. Right. So with that being said, a person that is in a club or a lease or what have you and the land, you know, so they want a certain goal yet the landowner is not, does not have the same interest as the person leasing the land. How do you balance that out? with you know with, with the the hunter versus the landowner without getting kicked out of the club <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's a great question and it is a double-edged sword and a happy medium um you know we had talked about this at one time previously me and brian you know burns are awesome they're great but they can also be really bad 
you know, nobody wants you burning during turkey season. Amen. Um, of course, unfortunately, the best time to burn is during the early spring season, which is usually, you know, when turkeys are nesting, starting to lay their egg, etc. And a lot of people ask the question, well, why can't you burn in January, February? Well, unfortunately, that is the wet season. Um, and as we know, water and fire don't mix. <laughs> right. But on the flip side, you know, burning is great for turkeys. You know, you burn a piece of property, it exposes all the bugs and all the, you know, the stuff that they eat up inside the wood that, you know, breaks it down and it produces a lot of food and a lot of nutrition for deer and turkeys. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. So what we try to do is find a happy medium, you know, if burning isn't an option um, and the landowner doesn't want to go that route, but you're trying to improve the land for, you know, leaseholders. There's a couple of things you can do. You know, hinge cutting is a great option. You can cut some trees down to promote, you know, um, growth for deer, to promote food growth that's down on the bottom and they can actually reach it. You can do select cuts, um, you know, and we try to meet with both sides of it and create a solution for both parties that makes them happy. Um, but like you said, it is a double-edged sword. Um, you kind of have to pick and choose to meet the goals that you're wanting to meet and make both sides happy. Yeah, that's a tough one because, you know, when you lease from a timber company, ultimately their their revenue is from the trees. The timber, yep, that's and, correct. You know, yep. the hunters are like, yeah, well, we, you know, we pay X amount of dollars too. And I guess from a hunter's, you know, a hunter's perspective, they should honor us as well when mm-hmm. in all reality when you have a large timber company i guess they look at it as they're doing you a favor letting you hunt their land because at the end of the day they're or they are in the tree business yeah that's right and like i said and that's the tricky part that comes into it and you know burns are beneficial for both sides um, for the tree business and for the hunting side as well. But like you said, then you get to that tricky season of, right. for instance, right you want to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you don't want to be burning and burning a, you know, a nest, a fresh nest where eggs have been laid, right. et cetera. And cause you're just burning that population. Um, so it is very tricky. Right. Uh, we try to, you know, side on both sides and find that right time frame. And then on top of that, you know, you have your weather factors as well. And, you know, as you know, living in Louisiana and Mississippi and just the South in general, you'll have storms that brew up and it'll rain for a week straight and it'll take a week to dry out. And it's a tricky, it's a tricky line, fine line to walk. But, you know, we really try to please everyone, both sides, the best we can. Um, there's a bunch of options out there, you know, if that's not feasible for both sides, there's other things you can do to implement, um, you know, new growth from the ground floor to the canopy level, you know, anything exposing sunlight, um, planting, you know, native species in the place that are going to thrive and do good, you know, berries, anything that, you know, feeds populations from spring, fall, um, excuse me, spring, summer, fall, winter is ultimately a big goal that everyone wants to achieve. Because like we talked about previously from the deer hunting side, you know, everybody wants to kill the big monster. Well, the big monster starts in February. That's when you start growing on the horns. Um, Exactly. And that's when you start planning for that, you know, horns are growing 
uh, during velvet. Once the velvet's off, they're done. Um, so you really want to plan and, you know, be proactive during the off seasons of when you're not physically hunting and um, make sure you have food source that are growing the antlers. You know, you need calcium, protein, et cetera. And that's what we ultimately try to achieve. And if you have food sources throughout the year, spring, summer, fall, winter, it's guaranteed you're going to have a pretty good, you know, uh, antlers that you're right. trying to achieve and a herd as well. Right. Um, those are just kind of some, you know, small topics that you can kind of hit the nails on the head, but and go into depth, obviously, as you know, your ultimate goals and stuff, but kind of a rough rundown without getting right. too way yeah, off topic. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to talk about burning a little bit. Um, I've been hunting in Hazelhurst, Mississippi for mm-hmm. just over 30 years. And I can honestly say I've never seen them burn where I hunt at off of Barlow road. Really? Why Why do some areas you see a lot of burning and in some areas you never see it? What- yeah, so it really just depends on the area you're in. You know, burning's not an answer for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a hardwood se- hardwood section, you obviously you don't want to go through and burn your oaks. Uh, you'll literally burn the inside of the trees and it'll kill them. Um, burning's great for a pine forest. Uh, it promotes growth, you know, kills the under the understory um, and promotes growth that way and kind of thins it out where the current stand is able to grow and get bigger to the size that you're wanting it to be. Uh, But no, burning is not an answer for everybody. You do not, I would not recommend going through and burning your hardwoods by no means. And, you know, some situations they aren't, they're hard to, you you know, you got to create burn breaks. Uh, you got to have some dirt work. And sometimes the land's not feasible where you can physically get in there with equipment to create it. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to go and set the whole woods on fire because that's definitely not an right, option right. either. You yeah, know, you have some angry neighbors. <laughs> exactly. You got to have breaks within the property and be able to stop the fire because the last thing you want is a wildfire throughout right. the woods but yeah burning is definitely not an option in every piece of property by no means but not at all good stuff yeah that's a lot of information a lot in a quick in a, in in a, a short, very short amount of time like, you know? exactly exactly so with um with a landowner a private landowner that wants to get in touch with you guys to see about their property and um, maybe come out and look at it for for management purposes. How how do they get in touch with you guys to 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 be outdoors? Or they um, do you have an email or something that you would be able to help them with? Or how how it would be the best way to go through that? Yeah, so um, we're actually in the process of TB Outdoors. We have a website which is TB Outdoors Incorporated. So TB Outdoors Inc dot com. It has all of our info listed if you go under the contact information. And we're in the process. Um, We have just kind of came, me and Brian have just recently came up with a game plan to do a land management side. So it's definitely in the works. That's awesome. Um, But, yeah, so we have our website, our platform. And if you go to our website, we have uh, contact if you go to the tab that says contact us, you can find each of our names and we have our email address listed that way. If you scroll down to the bottom, we have our manager of operations um, email and phone number listed. And also if you go to our website and you're just wanting to 
go hunting somewhere, uh, we have a hunt inquiry where you'll fill out your information where you're wanting to go hunt, um, rifle or bow, et cetera. And it populates to us and then we'll contact you and work with you that way. But yeah, our website's a great um, resource as well as our Facebook page. Um, you can always shoot us a message on our Facebook page and we'll be in contact with you relatively quick. Right. Now you said we had an earlier, we'll start wrapping this up, but you had mentioned that um, it's not just, I, I want to say your everyday turkey deer, mule deer style hunts. Y'all also do, like, y'all have um, connections to, say, with, like, cougars and mountain lions. I mean, just all kinds of species in North America, in the United States, rather, that y'all can put people in contact with. So it's not just deer, turkey, elk. Right. We can go to Africa if you want to go kill a zebra, an impala. Uh, you name it, we can go to Africa. We have Argentina dove hunts as far and duck hunting as well in Argentina. So we have a lot of contacts and options as it's well. A long but way you... to go to kill a duck. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Just let it fly to you down here. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. But we, you know, we have contacts in Canada, North America, South America, and then as and as well as in Africa as well. So wow. we are um, well-staffed across the board. Um, if you you tell us you want to go kill something specific, I can guarantee you we can find a hunt option for you. That's no awesome. Question. And y'all are based out of? Uh, we're actually based out of Pearl, Mississippi. Okay. Um, excuse me, Brandon, Mississippi. Brandon, yep. Mississippi. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Good. But um, a lot of us... You know, I, I'm a resident of Brookhaven, and we also have um, a sales team that's in North America, kind of all over. There's several of us. Not all of us are based out of Mississippi, but some are on the east. We got the Yankees in the north, so we got you covered <laughs> across the board. Across <laughs> the Mason-Dixon, right? That's right. We got you covered across the board. That's awesome. Well, Paige, we sure do appreciate your time. Um, Butsy, you have anything else? Nope, I think that's it. I appreciate your time, Paige. Matt? Nope, I think that sums it all up. Appreciate well, it, Paige. We sure appreciate all this information. And um, and you guys out there that are listening, you go to 2B Outdoors, give them, a, give them a like, give them a follow on Facebook. And uh, if you're interested in going on a hunt, it sounds to me like this is the, the people to call to get that hunt that um is going to increase your chances on coming home with the harvest i know where i'm going because i'm not going through what i went through <laughs> now we're not going through what we went through before right. um it's good to know that somebody will kind of have your back saying we've been there and this is where we'd go if we were wanting what you want so uh that's that's good miss page we sure appreciate your time and look forward to hearing from you and talking to you and by all means we'll look forward to working with you i'm sure butch yeah. may be um be giving you a call he's got 300 acres or so bootsy and, and awesome. right there in barlow on barlow road in kapai awesome. county and um and we'll uh we'll be seeing you i'm sure well well thank you for having me it was nice speaking to you yes ma'am yes, have a blessed day thank you very you much too. god bless thank you and i was raised up down where roots run deep and i was born a good old boy by the grace of the good lord's hands can i get a name man